What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision family, this is Ben Curtis coming to you from our Buchanan campus. And as we continue walking through the book of Hebrews, today I'm going to be reading from chapter 9, verses 6 through 10. I'll be reading from the New International Version. When everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. But only the high priest entered the inner room, and that only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. Now, what is all this about? Let's talk through this. All through Hebrews, we've been seeing the supremacy of Jesus. Jesus is greater than. And in these last few chapters, uh, what we've been seeing is that Jesus is greater than the Old Testament high priest. Uh, Chapters 9 and 10, he's sinless. Right, So he doesn't need to offer sacrifices for his own sins. Well, the Old Testament high priest did have to do that. Jesus ministers from a place that's far greater than that Old Testament tabernacle, that Old Testament tent that those high priests ministered in. Jesus ministers through the true tabernacle, the genuine tabernacle in heaven, the one that that, that Old Testament tabernacle just pointed to. It was a shadow of that reality. And the sacrifices Jesus offers, the sacrifices are greater, right? Because his sacrifice was a perfect once-for-all sacrifice. The sacrifices in the Old Testament were repeated. Uh, They had to be offered again and again and again. So now what we're doing in Hebrews, we've come to the actual priestly ministry of Jesus, that he is the, the ultimate, the great high priest. And when we talk about the tabernacle, if this is all new to you, I would just encourage you uh, to Google it. You can usually find an artist's rendition or a floor plan online. But basically, the tabernacle was this portable tent, and God designed it to be a living parable or an illustration to the people of Israel to teach them things about himself and how they're to approach him. And so once everything was arranged, verses 1 through 5, Our text says the priests entered in and they got busy. Day after day, they were offering up sacrifices and offerings. We read about in Leviticus, we read about peace offerings, fellowship offerings, sin offerings, drink offerings, grain offerings. I mean, all these offerings. It was a busy place. But the focus of our passage today is not that outer room. Uh, The focus here is on the inner room. So the tabernacle was this structure that had two rooms. You had an outer room, the holy place, and then you had an inner room, the most holy place. And we're focusing on that inner room, the most holy place, or the holy of holies. The thing is, no one was welcome there. Uh, The the high priest was allowed uh, to come in once a year, and only once a year, Verse 7, let me read that to us again. But only the high priest entered the inner room, and that only once a year, 
and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. So the message to all of Israel is, you have to worship from a distance. Don't don't come any closer. Uh, and that's basically how I would describe worship under the old covenant. Um, it, and if you weren't a Levite, you didn't even get to see the inside of the tabernacle at all. You you had to stay outside. But even for the Levites who were able to go into that first room and, and minister and do all of their priestly tasks, there was still, even for them, this intense, in-your-face reminder that they were not welcome into the presence of God. Because every time they entered that first room, that outer room, they saw this curtain, and this curtain was a, a visual reminder, you're not welcome beyond this point. You're sinful, and I'm holy. Stay back. So, so they carried on their ministry, but one day a year, this one man, who was a descendant of Aaron, he would go into the most holy place. And Leviticus 16 describes this. It's really a powerful chapter. I would, I would just encourage you to take some time today or this week to read about it. But when this high priest entered, the first thing he did was to offer the blood of a bull for his own sins. And then he went back out and he offered a goat and he brought the blood of the goat in and offered it for the sins that he had committed and the sins that the people had committed in, in ignorance. Verse 8 tells us, that the Holy Spirit had a very clear lesson in all of this. The Holy Spirit, and this is a mouthful, so hang with me. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. So what is he saying? Well, all of the laws of Moses and all of the rules and all the regulations for worship in the Old Testament, again, a lot of those we read about in Leviticus, they came from the Holy Spirit. Now, this is pretty cool because it's showing us that the Holy Spirit actually had a ministry, a teaching ministry in the Old Testament. And so what was he teaching? What, what was he using the tabernacle to do? Well, he was showing them that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed. It's a little bit strange, a little bit cryptic. What, what does he mean by that? Well, let's go back to the tabernacle itself. The tabernacle is just an earthly symbol of a heavenly reality. And so that inner room, that most holy place that, that no one could enter except the high priest once a year, that represents the place where God dwells. That's the throne room of God, right? So that's why when we read about the description of the Ark of the Covenant, uh, that gold slab on top of the Ark was called a mercy seat. Okay, so it's imagine this, uh, imagine this throne where the king sits. Well, that's what that Ark is to depict. And... And so the, the Old Testament tabernacle was just a, a copy or a shadow of the reality where, where the very throne room of God is, where all that hundred millions of angels are surrounding him and worshiping him. So, so when the writer of Hebrews says the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed, let me just replace that phrase with another phrase. The way into the very presence of God had not yet been disclosed. And so what the Holy Spirit was teaching is that the way into God's presence, the way into full fellowship with God uh, had not yet been disclosed as long as the Old Covenant was still in effect. Uh, so the, the words, I think even that phrase, not yet disclosed, that implies to me that at some point it will be disclosed, right? At some point the fulfillment would come and this restriction, this, you know, point where God says, come no further, that would end. So God's saying someday there will be a way into my presence 
Someday you will be welcomed into my presence, but just not yet. The Old Covenant, really the problem with the Old Covenant, it wasn't God's Word. Uh, it wasn't God's character. It wasn't anything about God. The problem with the Old Covenant was with the people. Um, the Old Covenant was just simply not effective in dealing with sin. The high priest, they had to offer sacrifices for their own sins before even offering them for the people. And when it came to the average rank-and-file Israelite, here's something else to think about. Uh, there, there was even a far deeper proof uh, than that. Uh, it had to do with their own guilty conscience. So see, the Old Covenant was not effective because deep in their hearts they knew that they were sinful. They, they still had this guilty conscience and they knew deep down that it was impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. The Old Covenant was not able to address the guilty conscience. Look at verses 9 through 10. This is an illustration for the present time indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. And so the author says that the tabernacle, again, it was an illustration, it was a living parable, but for the present time. So think about it. He's writing to these first century Jewish Christians, and they're facing pressures from the culture, uh, they're facing pressures from within, but, but not only that, think about this. They were being asked to let go of all of their traditions and all of their worship and, and, and to worship in a whole new way. And so they're being asked to let go of the familiar in favor of something new and something different. And so that was hard, and this is an illustration for them. But it's also an illustration for us today as well because we're part of that uh, time period. We're part of the, the last days, right? We're part of this uh, new covenant community. And if you think about it, we all have this sense of guilt, don't we? we our, our guilty conscience accuses us, and that cannot ultimately be dealt with any other way than through the blood of Jesus. Let me ask you, how many times have you tried to live out your life under a guilty, guilty conscience, even as a believer? And I have too. And it just doesn't work. I thought about David when I was reading this. David knew all about this when he committed his sin with Bathsheba, and then he had Uriah killed to cover up his sin. And then for a year, as you read between the lines, you can read Psalm 32. Uh, he fought against the convicting work of the Holy Spirit. He had many sleepless nights, maybe even some physical sickness. You know, sometimes our our sin will, will cause physical sickness occasionally. But 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 at the core of it. It, it was all about a guilty conscience. And in Psalm 51, this is interesting, David even says this. He says, I would offer a thousand bulls if I could get rid of my guilt. But David knew that, that offering some sacrifices just simply could not cleanse his guilty conscience. The Old Covenant, with all of its sacrifices, with all of its regulations on food and drink and ceremonial washings, all of this was temporary until when? Listen to verse 10, until the time of the new order. So don't miss the point. The Holy Spirit was teaching through the tabernacle that there would come a new and living way that does address a guilty conscience, that does address our spiritual guilt before God, and, and, and the way for us to be welcomed into the very presence of God. And friends, listen, here's the great news. We're living in that right now. This is the new order, 
the word here, when it says the new order, the word in the Greek refers to a law that did not accomplish its purpose, so you have to revoke it and write a new one. And it can also describe a building that's in shambles and it needs to be renovated. Well, that's the picture. That's what the old covenant was. It wasn't working. It was ineffective. God used it to teach some things about himself, to reveal some things about coming into his presence, but it ultimately could not make us holy in the sight of God. It was a temporary illustration intended to teach until God set it aside to establish a new order. And that new order is the new covenant through Jesus. The most holy place is no longer a, a 10 by 10 by 10 cube of linen curtains and acacia wood poles. It's the actual presence of God in heaven. And right now there are spirits of, of men and women who have, who have died, who have been made perfect by the blood of Jesus, and they're in the presence of God right now worshiping. God isn't saying what he used to say. It's no longer stop and, and come no further. You're not welcome beyond this point. He's not doing that anymore. That's such good news, isn't it? that we can now approach the throne of grace with confidence. So let's celebrate what Jesus has done for us. Let's celebrate the fact that he, is, he has brought about this salvation and He has qualified us to be in the presence of a holy God. Celebrate that today. I mean, smile, be joyful, and go out into your field, go out to your work with energy and joy and serve the Lord, and then just draw near to God every day. What can hinder you? You've been cleansed from a guilty conscience, You've been invited to draw near to God, so let's draw near. Don't stay distant anymore. Come right into the presence of God. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.